We are starting, though, talking about Ticketmaster. And who out there hasn't at some point purchased a ticket through Ticketmaster or at least tried to? Well, earlier today, Ticketmaster officials were grilled about that spectacular breakdown last year during the sale of Taylor Swift concert tickets. Both Republicans and Democrats on a Senate Judiciary Committee debated taking possible action against Ticketmaster, doing things like making it so ticket must be non-transferable, that to cut down on resales, calling for more transparency when it comes to ticket fees, even talk of splitting Ticketmaster and Live Nation, saying that might be necessary in the future. Well, not everyone agrees with that. Not everyone blames Ticketmaster for what happened. Joining me now is music publicist and commentator Eric Alpert to talk more about this. Eric, thank you so much for being with us. Good to chat with you. A little different. We're normally talking more about specific bands and music, but today we are, of course, talking about Ticketmaster, uh, the company being grilled a little bit by senators as it was asked many questions at that committee, talking again about the chaos from the Taylor Swift sales. What are your thoughts on, well, first off, your thoughts on, on how that happened and kind of the breakdown during those concert tickets when they went on sale? Yeah, for sure. I, I think what people have to realize is that Ticketmaster is just such a giant, amazing system for the music industry, sports industry, anything that has to do with selling tickets. They do about 500 million ticket sales a year in more than 30 countries. There's not a lot of companies out there that can handle that kind of a demand. And any anger that I think people feel towards maybe not getting first row for Taylor Swift at $65 um, has long gone um, by the wayside. People used to complain about the high cost of tickets all the way back in the 1920s. In fact, in the 1960s, 60s and 70s, a lot of the bands that we love and hold near and dear to our hearts, like Led Zeppelin or the Beatles or the Who, were also called out for charging a whopping $4.90 for their tickets back in the day. But I understand people's frustration. I think the problem becomes is that most people don't realize that Ticketmaster is nothing more than a nameless, faceless front for the artist to sell the ticket. So when you have somebody like Taylor Swift, which is, um, happens to be one of the biggest artists in the world and certainly one of the most in-demand artists and announces 53 dates all at once, you are going to have some backlog. You're going to have some leeway. And what other people kind of don't realize is that the artist is the one that sets the price for the ticket. The only thing that Ticketmaster and um, and other companies that have to do with the, the, the getting of the show, they take it off of those fees. So when you complain about $46 in fees over a $1,500 ticket, Ticketmaster actually shares that with a number of other companies to keep the site going. The artist dictates everything else, but people don't want to ever ever be mad at their favorite artist. So I get the anger. It's just very misplaced. <laughs> well, you've kind of answered my question because I wanted to get a bit more into that in that all of this anger is uh, targeted at Ticketmaster and Live Nation. But uh, and I'm glad you got into that because the artist really does con control everything or, or have control in the number of tickets that are released, pre-sale tickets, as you mentioned, the price. And, and it's not as though Taylor Swift didn't know she couldn't probably have predicted that the site was going to crash but she must have known there was going to be that huge demand 
Absolutely. And and everybody played their part correctly. Taylor Swift played the victim like most artists do whenever they face a fan backlash. Even Bruce Springsteen did a very rare public statement about ticket sales when he said that sometimes it's a little bit confusing that even he doesn't understand. Bruce Springsteen understands it very, very well. Make no mistake about that. But I think for Taylor Swift and other artists specifically, um, you know, there there are people. There are people just like us. When they see other artists that are raking in three, four, five hundred million dollars on their tour, the first call to their is to their manager saying, "How come I'm not getting that? And how come Mick Jagger has six homes, but I only have four? Or how come you know this happens, but I don't get that?" And you and I are the exact same as them. We never want to leave money on the table for a job that we do very, very well. And these artists are no different um but you know where um where i think you know when we're going to be talking about what's going to happen next i i think one of the things that could be done is that the the price of the ticket fee needs to be up front along with the ticket that's probably the least that is going to happen and that actually might be the most that will happen so when you go in and you get rid of you know your anger and shock of of that ticket price and then you see that there's more fees on top of that just include those fees along with the ticket it'll make it a little bit easier um and also you know i i just don't see a lot of changes in this i in the last number of years Ticketmaster and the artist have done something very coying and very psychological. They never reveal what the ticket price is going to be when they make the announcement. And the reason is that they've taken a cue from car salesmen and other people. They're selling you the sizzle and then the steak. So what they're trying to do is hype up the demand, get the buzz, get all the, the positive attributions. And then when you go in and you choose your seat, that's when you know what the price is going to be. And auctions will tell you, and auctioneers will tell you, the more excited people get, the harder it is to get tickets for something, the more and the higher people are going to spend. One of the recommendations or something with the committee today, Republicans and Democrats on this committee, taking a look at possible action. One of those ideas put forward was making tickets non-transferable, and that was to cut down on resales and and requiring more transparency in those fees, like you said. Have some artists not done that in the past, though, made them non-transferable? You have to show the credit card that was used to purchase them from Ticketmaster and have tried to cut down on that before? Yeah, a number, a number of them have. In fact, I went to go see one show. It was Prince's last tour where you got a maximum of two tickets, and both those people had to be at the door with ID. Um, but he underplayed those places. He, he knew he was going to sell out ten times bigger places than what he ended up playing on his last tour just to kind of create the demand. What the big industry story about that kind of, of, of change is that when um, when Miley Cyrus went out on tour, there was a lot of parents complaining by the fact that they couldn't get tickets for their kids. Well, then Miley Cyrus then went to a paperless system where you had to show ID, the tickets were on your phone, and guess what? That tour didn't sell out. And what that might have told the industry is that people don't really want to not have the ability to sell their ticket if they need to. There's a lot of people out there, and listeners might know one of them or be one of them, where they will get a couple of extra tickets in order to sell the extra one in order to pay for the tickets that they do want. They want to have that leeway in case if something happens – 
in medical or in health or trips or something goes wrong and they can't attend those tickets, they're not stuck with the ticket. So although that I hear that a lot, I'm not convinced whatsoever that the general public truly wants to do that. And that's, you know, has anybody ever been to the airport recently where it takes you four hours to get on a flight? Imagine now 22,000 people all trying to get into 16 exits in a large arena. You're going to have to start lining up the day before just to get in. <laughs> and, and what about artists that have in the past, I seem to recall Pearl Jam tried to go it without Ticketmaster and then gave up. It just didn't work because, like you said, Ticketmaster is the biggest ticket seller, 500 million tickets a year. I mean, is it even feasible to think if an artist really wants to take a stand that they could go about having concerts and selling tickets without Ticketmaster? For sure. For sure. Absolutely. All they have to do is just start and buy their own buildings because um, it's, it's really the only way around it. And I love Pearl Jam. Don't get me wrong. But even even then, Ticketmaster had a little bit of an arrogance toward them and say, you know what? You can absolutely go off and do it on your own. You just can't do it in the buildings that Ticketmaster already has an exclusive license for or that Live Nation has an exclusivity on booking those bands in there, which comes down to really the real reason why we're talking is that is the breakup of Ticketmaster and Live Nation, the promoter, um, is that going to be feasible um, when, you know, big business and, and free market has based, and the politicians have basically dictated that they could actually merge back in, in the 1990s. That's what caused it. So when Pearl Jam says that they want to try to do something different, that's okay. Go do something different. But good luck on finding A, really good venues, B, a really good ticketing system that can handle 12 million, 15 million tickets at once like Pearl Jam can get, um, and, and C, um, try to play for, for, you know, $40 a ticket. And I bet you they can. Um, and I, again, love the band, but I think that there's just a real high cost now in going out on tour. Everything is more expensive. Staffing is more expensive. Insurance is more expensive, especially because you now have to have COVID insurance. Um, the price of steel and metal is through the roof, so you can't build the stages. Electricity is higher. Food, catering, parking, all those things are much higher in price than they were pre-COVID, and we're the ones that are going to be paying for that with, with the tickets. It's not going to be the bands. Do you think this committee, or is there anything that could or needs to be changed to, to make it so, even because in the, the Taylor Swift sales, there were people that were willing to pay those prices, but six hours, eight hours into the process, they were told, mm, sorry, there's an error. You're going to have to start all over again. Does anything or could anything change to make that uh, smoother. Yeah, I'm gonna I, I'm gonna put all of my benefit toward that those people actually did all the right things and they did get booted out of the system and that absolutely is Ticketmaster's fault and if that does happen to a lot of people and I'm talking more than like a couple of thousand of the couple of million that are online if it's happening to a couple of people and they're ranting and raving on on Ticketmaster it does that to most sites you do that you have those problems when you're on Amazon or anything else um, but I think that you know what will probably end up happening after all of this blustering by the politicians is that um, Ticketmaster will do an upgrade and uh, make sure that something like this never happens again and they'll be a little bit smarter telling the artists that maybe you shouldn't release 53 shows within a two-hour period. Maybe let's straddle them where if you get a code because you're part of the fan club, maybe you only have a two-hour window and that's it. But I have to tell you, though, as a publicist, 
this is probably one of the greatest things that ever happened to Taylor Swift. <laughs> Not only is she being talked about around the world, but she made it to the U.S. government. And for an artist, this is all amazing publicity that you just cannot buy. That is uh, for sure, definitely. Eric, thank you so much. We'll leave it there. But as always, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. I'm going to go line up and get a mortgage <laughs> on my house for my next tickets. <laughs>